Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. Go ahead and open the bottle, Cecil. No, Don't already, worry about it. I already it. did. I the mics are live, it's but okay. go ahead. You, I did it quietly. Good? Nobody fucking heard it. I heard Just it. Just keep I heard going. It in my heart. In Chicago and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at this is episode 588. I've got, got it right this time. Good for I you. did. It was it wrong the, last time. It was wrong. I don't know if you heard Ian correct Not you. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, it was good didn't. too. He, Damn it. He he not, Ian. Yeah, you know, he's incompetent most of the time, but But he can but add he, one he can to add the one. prior number. <laughs> I don't think I've made a mistake in like a hundred episodes. That's, so that's like I've got like a 99% exaggeration. You fucked okay. up multiple times in a hundred episodes. Really? Yeah, man. Well, I don't remember it. Yeah, man. And if I don't remember it, it didn't yeah, happen. Man, it happened. Cecil. <laughs> All right. Oh, I just remember the things that uh, happened. I I'm just, No, I just look at the notes correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not up on the board. Oh, okay. All right. so I just, no, excuses. All right. That's all excuses. It is excuses. <laughs> and I, I'm going to write this one down. I need these, Cecil. Don't take this from me. It's all I have. The reason why you didn't find him is because he's in water. You can't find somebody. Well, it was September 11th. This story comes from the friendly atheist blog over at Patheos. Psychic medium Thomas John fell for a trap created by a group of skeptics. Oh, so so this is great. And this is, this is interesting because I kind of, I don't watch like network TV or anything sure, anymore. And yeah. I haven't for so long. Me too, man. That when I read this, I was like, holy shit, these guys are still around. This yeah. is one of those like yeah. TV psychic medium dudes. And I, I thought, holy shit, man, how fucking late 90s, early 2000s are you? Seriously, uh, remember John Edward or Edwards? Yeah. I don't know if it was Edward or Edwards. One of them's a politician. One of, one of them's a one psychic. psychic. <laughs> but, or a, a spiritual medium or whatever. You had the Long Island medium for a while. Yeah. It was on TV. Uh, there's a bunch of people. There's a show that I've seen where there's a woman who looks like 100% like she probably worked at Spencer's Gifts back in the day. <laughs> and she walks around a house now, and this is on those, so there's the Ghost Ghost Channel, which is, I think it's Travel Channel or maybe Discovery America or something it's called. But anyway, it's like a whole channel where there's like literally ghost show after ghost show after ghost show. And one of them is this woman walks around the house and she teams up with this guy who's a an old, 
I'm an old fucking detective over here, honey. Look at me. Are I'm you a serious? fucking old detective. I'm and, the grizzled hard nosed. Yeah. The grizzled old detective. He he questions people about the, the house's past. And she walks around and has a fucking LSD trip telling you what happened there. <laughs> and she says, Oh, it's a big scary guy choking a kid or whatever. And then he finds out, oh, there was a big scary guy who choked a kid in that house. And then they they meet up at the end to do their reveal where she she has a fucking guy who fucking draws for it, draws the funniest <laughs> fucking pictures of shit she sees. It's the dumbest fucking show ever, but it exists, right? And it's all based on this Christian mythology. It's all yeah, all right. of it's yep. so deeply yep. entrenched in evangelical and Christian mythology. It's all, the only thing that can save you is Jesus. You need to get the house blessed. There's yeah, never, right. They never turn around and be like, hey man, you know what you need to do? You need to go find some ancient Tibetan fucking yeah. monk and do, no, it's never, you know, I got the knife or whatever from uh, the golden child or anything like that. It's 100% Christian mythology. You have to wonder like in their minds, how did these problems get solved 2050 years ago, Right. Like what was like yeah. what was there just no answers like yeah. I don't know Jesus hasn't swung Sorry. by yet so it's just full of ghosts. The only thing we can do is send them into pigs. That's all. Right. We can do. <laughs> Actually, they can't even do that because that's what Jesus that. did. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it, like humanity's existed for even by even by creationist idiotic standards, humanity's existed for six thousand years, and for four thousand of they just had no they answer. Just fucking twiddle they their just, thumbs. They just have to know, deal with fucking ghosts. Aunt fucking Sally being possessed every third day How or whatever. How crowded yeah. would the world be oh. if if you believed in this ghost it's bullshit? Such a stupid ghost thing. bullshit is the dumbest. It's bullshit. It's the dumbest bullshit. It's seriously. There, there are 7 billion living people on the planet. People are dying all the time. You have the entire history of the human population, which has died. And they just go back like, about a hundred years, you yeah, know? Right. Oh, there's ghosts from times we have records for. Exactly. Right? It's never, it's never, I'm talking to somebody who literally, and it's also they're talking to them too. They That's have to the speak other the thing. Same language. They always speak the same yeah. language. Remember when Ramtha was channeling a fucking oh. something from fifty thousand years yep. ago, Atlantis or whatever, and you're just thinking, what the fuck? How the fuck do you speak the same fucking yep. language? And that's the same thing. Maybe they there's both a, learned dolphin. Yeah, they just <laughs> it's all squeaks. It's all, it's all it's like. <laughs> But anyway, uh, this that's always the same language. There's no language barrier. And it's also the most boring fucking idea of what the afterlife is oh my God. in the history. I, I mean, of all the things, the the atheist version, when you're just done and you're done and that's it, is so much superior to I have to sit in this dumb fucking house forever. Yeah, right. I, I get to be like a, a, a semi-transparent only visible on film yeah. orb that might be able to roll a pencil yeah. if I tried really, really, hard. really hard. Like if I'm yeah. a ghost and I work out like the fucking rock, <laughs> I can knock over a candelabra a while, during a thunderstorm. Once in a while you pull a book out of right. a bookcase. But it's so funny because their idea is, is that these ghosts just inhabit these places and they just stay there. But then they're also kind of on loop. So they're just like this. Yes. They're yep. like this idea where they always come back and, oh, they always recreate create the death or they always come in this room and they sit and get real sad on the bed or whatever. And it's always the same thing over and over yeah, and over. It's, so it's such a dumb. silly, dumb idea of how the universe works. Right. That yeah. you, you know, your consciousness stays around and then is stuck on fucking like back masking for the rest <laughs> of eternity. It's like yeah. stupid. It's for, really, you, know, it, you it, gotta like, like some living person has to then 
release yeah. them back or, into the wild of shake, the afterlife or, or whatever? Or shake them up once in a while and say, oh, do you still love your husband? Of course they fucking still love <laughs> What the fuck? What kind of dumb question is that? And this story is essentially the same yeah. thing. It's this guy preying off of it. And this is, they, they use this word, this term in here called grief vampire. Yeah, it's And it's great, great. right? And it's and it's it's really so true because they prey off of these people who literally all they want in the world is to connect with this thing that they loved, whether it's a dog or a person or whatever, yep. but it's gone. And it's only available in their memory and they want to connect to it. And they're just, they just want to reach out to it and they just want to want it to, they just want to touch it just for a second, right? And these people provide this bullshit for a fee yep. and they fucking bilk people who genuinely just love something and want to love it more. Yeah, and, and and they are not letting these people do the work that's necessary to fucking move on. Yeah, yeah. You know, grief counseling is an effective way to manage your life after a tragic loss, right? Yeah. But fucking psychic mediums are not. No. Psychic mediums are a way to hold on to something yeah. and to never fucking, because I will tell you, like, if if my wife died and I thought I could talk to her, I would never want to stop talking sure. to her. I would never, ever, not one day, I'd save up all of my money and spend it as soon as paycheck to paycheck 100%. to try to always maintain that connection. And every moment I didn't have that connection, all that would be on my mind is how to get that back. Yep, yep. And they fucking know it, right? It's a recurring business. Sure. And in this example, it's like they're, he's supposedly talking to kids. Yeah. Kids, people who are even like their fucking brains aren't even fully developed. Their ability to reason is not there yet, yeah, yeah. right? They are, kids are the easy, it's like going after fucking dementia patients, right? Seriously, it's, it's, it's stealing the, candy from a baby, it, you man. You can't have a more vulnerable population. It is, and it's easy. Yeah. It's and easy. How much How much of a tragedy is it when a, when a kid loses a fucking parent, right? They're losing not just someone they love, but they're losing the person that provides them with everything. Sure. They're losing Their a guiding figure. World. A right. guiding figure. Someone who they look to for mentorship in the world. Right. And so to prey on that, to prey on that and to try to, it's so fucking crass it's and fucking ugly. vile. Holy it is shit. vile as fuck. And to, to, to be that person, and to look yourself in the mirror every day and be like, I'm doing good work. And you know you're fucking you know, lying to yeah. these people. The, in this in this story, they talk about how this guy, um, this guy, his name is Thomas John. He used to have a show where he was a cabbie, where he was a psychic medium cabbie. Right. And he would drive around and he would talk to these people in the back seat and he would tell them about their life. But what they don't tell you, and when these people inter fucking actually did the investigative journalism to find out, they fucking talked to the station. The station's like, yeah, they filled out a bunch of stuff. A lot of those people were actors. They were just, it's just a it's fucking just a, act. It's, it's just, yeah. it's a fucking lie, man. It's made they're, for TV. They're fucking lying to you, making you think that this shit is real because they want you to fucking watch it. Because if you knew it was fake, they wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking watch it. So they're lying to you every week and they're saying it's reality television. Right. And there's there's nothing real about it. It's as scripted as fucking it's anything. scripted as fuck. Right. Or it's, they just added it down into the one prime timer, right. the two or three times that he, that a medium, a fucking cold reader can fucking once in a while get a little hot, right? They fucking once in yep. a while pick something and that's the thing that every, you know, cold readers do it without editing. 
right? So a cold reader will walk into a room and they'll do that shit without editing because they'll make you remember and they'll remind you of the times that they were right. And they'll emphasize those times and they will move past all the misses as quickly as possible. And you generally, when you hear this, you might walk out of the room and think there was no misses or there was a few misses, but you know, they were just, it was, it was just trying to get them in the right ballpark. That, you know, they, they make these misses seem like they're hits. Yeah, they make it's it seem amazing. like they're narrowing a yeah, funnel, right? It's amazing. What, but what they're, do, what they're doing is starting with the most general information, yeah, and, and then, then they're seeing how you respond, yeah. and then they narrow the funnel, and they narrow the yeah. funnel, they narrow the funnel, and now their precision is confused with the size of the sure. funnel. Yeah. Well, it, it's fucking nonsense. I love this story because the skeptics were like, all right, great, we're going to take like six kids, and three of them will be ours. They'll yeah. be plants. Yeah. And then we're going to feed your producers— this bullshit exactly. information. Bullshit information. And just and just in case, because I want to be really clear, and you made this point, but I, I just want to emphasize it. These guys fucking know they're lying, yeah. right? These are this is not a case where somebody has fooled themselves into, into thinking, thinking they're, that they're, they're psychic, psychic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that happens, Cecil. I think, I think that there so are some too. people There's who people are naturally or- like good at reading other people. They learn the skills of cold reading sort of without knowing that they did it. Yeah. So they're not sure and People respond and they get the feedback, the positive feedback of that call and response. I think you're right too. This is not that case. But I also think that anybody who makes it really big knows they're lying. I think anybody who makes it really big knows they're lying. Anybody who makes it big enough to be on a television show knows they're lying. I couldn't agree more. I can't, you can't look me in the face and say they don't know they're lying. I more meant like, like your uncle, sure, Sam, your uncle or, Phil, or, or the, the, the even the psychic down the road. The chick like a you fucking, met at Lollapalooza who yes. fucking did your tarot cards. Yes. Yeah. That that guy, that gal, those people, they believe themselves. Yes, but there's but there is a level at which you start to make money off this and start to really and especially and you start to grift, bro. You start to grift, and the grift is easy to see. And they fed they basically fed this producer because these people go out and find out about you. That's right. how they know your fucking dad died, man. It's because it's fucking easy to yep. find out public record. So they find out and they don't tell us how they did it, which is great because I want them to keep busting these people. Yes. In this yep. story, they go out of their way to say, we're not going to tell you exactly how we fucking fed this producer because we're going to use it in the future. And you're like, fucking great. Keep doing it over and over. It never gonna cause, it's never going to cause a dent, but at least there's going to be something you can point to when your family member comes to you and says, have you seen this guy? Yep, yep. And the thing is like, if you are tempted to say that's mean, just remember, if it wasn't a if it's if it's not a scam, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Right? It would not work. If it wasn't a scam, you'd be like, wait, why are you telling me all this shit? Yeah. What the fuck is like, I don't need that. I don't, don't tell like if it wasn't a scam, it could not work. Yeah. This only works. You can only get played when you are getting caught playing other people. If it people. wasn't a scam, he would walk in and say, You are here to trick me. Right. He would know yeah. that they're there to trick me instead of being willingly to take, he's willing to take hundreds of dollars from children and their parents for a Zoom consult, consult call to talk to their dead parents. And there's a picture of this so Zoom. So gross. There's a picture of this Zoom call that's in this article. That is, this guy is on the upper right. Now, they call him grief vampires. That guy looks like a grief zombie to me. He does not look like a grief vampire. He looks like he looks like the guy who's in the middle of eating another human being <laughs> when you kick the door open in the gut in the zombie movie. And he just turns out like, blah, 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 and his guts all like another mouth or something. Like that's what he looks like. Uh, you, you know how you know he's not really a vampire. Every vampire is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing sexy about this guy looks like a grief sloth. He, he that's looks, what he does. He is, he is, you know, 
He looks like a guy who just, and I know these, I know, I fucking know that Zoom calls are a series of pictures, right? Yeah, so right. this is, they it's clearly a bad still, right? chose this bad still. I don't know. But genuinely from this still, could you imagine? This guy looks like fucking, he looks like fucking Eeyore the Psycho. <laughs> you know, it just looks so, it looks terrible. But this guy is, he's essentially stealing from children. Yeah. He's stealing, you know, he's stealing from their parents, but he's stealing from children. He's yeah. trying to convince these children that their parents are talking to him. And you know, they're at, they're going to ask the same questions that everybody wants to know. Like, how's dad doing it? Does right. he still love me? Does he still remember me? You know, like all this stuff. It's, it's so sad. And it's such, it's so predatory. It's incredible. And I can't, I can't love it enough when these people get fucking found yeah. out. I can't love it enough. It's like, just, just the tiniest bit of justice makes this worthwhile. The thing is, like, when when these guys get found out, they should go to jail. Yeah. It's fraud. It's fraud. It's, it's fucking fraud. You're fraud. absolutely right. And You're it makes me right. fucking crazy that they don't go yeah. to jail. Yeah. And I, I will say, one thing that we need to do is we need to start paying these people their... Um, their, their their psychic bullshit fees, we need to start paying these people by wire transfer because then it can be wire fraud, right? Yeah. If I and 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 the government gets people on wire fraud all the time. If you accept money via electronic transfer for fraudulent purposes, they don't have to get you on the fraud that you committed prior to that accept. They can get you on the wire fraud. So we need to like bust these people and pay them electronically yeah. and then fucking show up on their door with some fucking handcuffs and put these motherfucking hucksters and charlatans and thieves and fraudsters in jail. Think about the emotional fucking damage this would do to a kid. Yeah. Fuck you, them I, up forever. The, the, yeah. Fuck I talked to my forever. dad and they said this thing and now I can never, re, you know, like I can never let go. Right. I can never move past my dad not being here. Wouldn't you always be looking for that next psychic who could put you in touch with your fucking, fucking a, mom or fucking dad? Fucking A, man. Fucking A. Because I would. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll have dreams about my mom or crazily about a cat that died. I'll have a dream yeah. where they're alive and I'm able to be with them and touch them or whatever. And right. it's when I wake up, I'm always like, fuck, I got to grieve a little bit again, right? Right. Yeah. I got to grieve again. I got to grieve a little bit again. And that's just my stupid brain telling me that I, you know, yeah, that you were that connected I, from that I was connected to them, yeah. right? That's my stupid brain being like, hey, while you're sleeping, I did this thing. Yeah. I hope you like it. Oh, you don't? Because <laughs> now you got to grieve when you wake up. Yeah, but seriously. I'm a cruel, cruel dream. <laughs> but seriously though, yeah. like if I, like there was one recently where I, I was, I was with my mom and, and I'm not going to tell you the, the substance of the dream, but I remember hugging her in the dream, yeah. right? And then I wake up and I'm like, fuck, my mom's dead. Right. Like, and my mom's been dead for years. Right. And it's like, and it's, it's another wound. Can you imagine having that conversation with somebody that, you know, mom's still, you know, able to talk to you. And you're just like, fuck mom, mom's still able to talk to me, but she's lonely. Right. But yeah. she's lonely now. She can't talk to me all the time. She can only talk to me when I pay this guy. Yep. You know, like, like what does that do to you? Dude, it would feel like having incredibly intermittent access to a phone. Yeah. That you could reach out and and call the person you love and miss the most. Yeah. You know, and to hand that to somebody who's in the middle of forming their ideas about who who they oh, are God. in the doing yeah. that it, yeah. it, to a kid oh. like it's fucking it's so fucking mean. It's ghoulish. We got to put these guys in jail. You have we got to do it. You have to do it. Nothing else is going to stop yeah. this shit. And it, it goes on it goes on all the time and there's no protections against None. it. None. None. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. 
Sister, it comes from 4WWL, and it looks like it's a CBS, maybe, affiliate yeah, or it's ABC a, it's affiliate. New Orleans, I guess. Um, out of New Orleans. So I'm in God's hands. People give their reasons for and against getting the vaccine. And I actually just wanted to read, Cecil, some the of what against, the people said. The yeah. against, yeah. So yeah. let me get to that. Um, these are some these are just some quotes people had for why they chose not to get the vaccine. I'm very health conscious, one woman said. Again, I believe in holistic health and it's natural. I live my life through the grace of God. That's who put me on this earth. I read that and I grabbed this story, Cecil, yeah. because that's everything wrong with a supernatural worldview. Right, right, right? exactly, yeah. This person, and I want to give this person some credit, they are health conscious and I've met people like this and they think about their health and they make constant decisions about their health and about their body and about what they put in their body. And the problem is that they've never been given the tools to make good decisions and to weed out good information from bad information, right? right, right. So they are people that are, by and large, people who would espouse these views, in my experience. They're people who really are actually concerned with their health, and they are well-read right. in the same way that the that the limo driver in Demon Hunter Demon World, World Chapter is, 1 yeah, is well-read, well right? Right. right? but they're read up on a whole bunch of, you know, twigs and berries and bullshit and crystals and, you know, psychic healing crystal balls. Like it's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. Right, right, right. You know? And then they just fucking put the cherry on top of the Sunday with the, I'm in God's hands. Yeah. And you read that and you're like, fuck, you're in Delta's hands. Yeah, yeah. That's whose hands you're in now. You're in fucking Delta's hands. Yeah, and I I just want to applaud the people who've been naming these variants for ruining business after business. You know I mean, like, first it's Corona. Now it's Delta. Right. They're just keep on. And don't get me wrong. Delta can burn in a lake of fire. I mean, it's the worst. Oh, I was thinking but, about the faucet company. Yeah. I was thinking, for, I didn't even think about the, 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 uh, the airplane terrible company. airline company. Yeah. I was thinking about like, a, like Delta, turn on the Corona turn faucet. On the corona. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but there's a bunch of other quotes in here and they're all just really, you know, one of them says, I'm more concerned about the infertility and other issues that can come along down the road. I feel like you should be able to choose if you want to get it. And I don't feel like it should be shoved down our throats. We have a real problem in this country with some with balancing freedom and safety. Yeah. We do it all the time. We fuck it up all the time. Guns is a perfect example of us terribly balancing freedom and safety. We do this a lot in this yep. country. Personal freedoms outweigh public safety. They just do very often in our country. America. And that's how it works. Yep. And this is a perfect example of, of personal freedoms outweighing public safety yet again. Yep. There's, there's nothing in this. Like the thing is, is what they don't get and what they don't, since they don't understand the science, they seem to think literally anything can happen from the vaccine entering them. They don't understand yeah. that the scientists know what's going in you and what can happen. And there's people that talk about how it's going to change your DNA. They don't understand how things work. There's people talking about infertility. Again, they don't understand how things work. They don't understand how, how any of this stuff is affecting you. What they think is anything I can think up is what can happen to Right, me. yeah. And so they are scaring themselves into not getting this thing. The outcome of you getting the vaccine could maybe have some long-term side effect. There's a possibility, right? Sure, we don't right. know. Hasn't been around that long. Hasn't so been around that possible. long. So it's possible. Very slim chance. Tiny, deeply slim, minuscule chance. Right. There has been some side effects from the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, for instance, yeah. in 
the most minute, tiny amounts. There's been like like six like people a in a million yep. have had a problem with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. But the chances, not just of Corona and COVID has sort of went, went through our country a little bit. And people have been like, man, I survived this long. What's the big deal? Delta is another thing. Delta it's, may it's as a, well be a new disease. It's another thing. It is the viral loads a lot larger. People that are vaccinated are able to get it. And the problem is, is that we are in this position now where Delta, where Corona has gone through these places and these people feel like, I'm fine. I got, I shook a bunch of hands last year. I'm fine. Yep. And so now Delta's coming through and it's hitting all these rural places that people were far enough away from each other before where it really didn't matter. But now you look at all these rural places are getting fucking raging hotspots. And the places that are gonna, you know, that are vaccinated still are, they're they're peaking. They're going up. Yep. But they, they're not having the same kind of death rate that some of these other places are because this stuff is absolutely, it's just killer. Yeah, the Delta, I mean, I was listening to something today. I was listening to a, a news story today and a, a respiratory disease specialist said, this might be the most contagious respiratory disease on the planet. It, we don't know the r naught number for Delta, but it's not what the Wuhan strain was, man. Yeah. It's vastly, vastly higher. They're, you're, they're looking at with Delta, a thousand-fold increase in the amount of virus replicating and, and available in the nose and in the throat right, and in the mouth. Right. One of the reasons I was I was listening to a thing, like one of the, they were saying one of the reasons that people do get sometimes breakthrough infections, even if they're vaccinated, where they do get sick even, is because it replicates faster than your body recognizes yeah, it. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah, man. And to be like, yeah, I'm going to put my fucking faith in God's hands. Man, if you get the vaccine, you might still get sick. Well, that, you know what? Getting a vaccine for measles, this is a, doesn't mean that you will not get measles and reproduce measles and shed measles. What the vaccine against measles does is similar, actually, although it's better because measles is actually less terrible. Less than terrible. Delta. Yeah. But it, it's possible to have measles, but you just don't know it. Yeah. Right? And if everybody is vaccinated against measles in a population, and I catch measles, but I don't know it because I don't get sick from it, and then I pass it to you, but you know what? You're vaccinated too, and you don't get sick from it, then no harm, no foul, yeah. right? Yeah. The problem is then when it moves to that person who's unvaccinated. Yeah. That's where it runs yeah. into a fucking problem. Yeah. That's where we need the fucking herd immunity yeah. situation. And the vaccines for the kids aren't here yet. No, 20% of our population is ineligible for the vaccine by age right now. One in five, 20% of our population is ineligible for the fucking vaccine right now. And they're going back to school in two weeks, yeah. at least in our area. Yeah. They go back to school mid-August. And holy shit. Yeah. And there are people, well, it's in God's hands. Yeah. Like, the kids are going to go back to school. They're going to fucking catch this thing. They're going to, maybe they get sick, maybe they don't, but they'll fucking spread that shit. Yeah. And they have There's parents no reason at home. to think they won't. And they probably have, uh, some of them have unvaccinated parents at home. And grandparents and yep. immune compromised friends of their parents. Yeah. And like it, it, the idea that we are just putting this in God's hands. Well, and then and God doesn't give a shit or he wouldn't have given us Delta. Well, and then we're just, we're at this point now where we're just, we're just saying, well, I'm done with it. And yeah. It's like, okay, well, cool. You're done with it. That's great. But like, like it's not done with us. Bro, I, if you think God cares about, think about your God for a minute. I really, I do want to point this out. Think about your fucking God. If you're like, I'll put that in God's hands. God doesn't give a shit about 600,000 people that already died. Yeah. God doesn't give a doesn't shit about 4 care. million people 4 in million. India. Yeah. God doesn't give a shit 
about so many. Why would he give a shit about you? Yeah. What fucking evidence do you have that your God wants to what look makes, after you special? What makes you so special? Right? Yep. Yeah. Get the fuck and, out of and here. And there's and there's another story. Nearly one quarter of white evangelicals refuse to get the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, the way this thing is tearing through these communities, and you know, there, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of deaths, I think, from I this. Think so. it's, it's starting out. It's you know, we're 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 at right now where where we were in October. Yep. You know, we're at right now where we were in October and it's going to it's going to start getting worse and the winter was terrible. Yep. And this is the middle of summer. Yep. And there's no white night coming this yeah, time. Right. That's the big deal. Like last time case counts were a quarter million a day, but the white night of vaccination we went from nothing to something. It's the worst because we could stop this and we could have stopped this a while ago. Yep if we had enough vaccinations and there wasn't people that were just kept turning this into a new mutation. Yep. We could have easily done it. And de- and there's no there's no reason to think that Delta is the last mutation. No, absolutely right? not. Absolutely there's already not. Lambda yeah. here. Yeah. So we you've got to do your part. Yeah. A quarter, nearly a quarter of white evangelicals are not getting this. This is going to devastate those communities. And I yeah. do wonder what their response will be. I wonder if there will be a reckoning, a moment of, of great realization if the death count is high enough. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I, hope that there is. Like I, at this point, my my optimism that we will just suddenly snap our fingers and do the right thing and, you know, uh, vaccination rates will just climb on their own is evaporated. That's yeah. gone, yeah. right? So my, my hope, honestly, is that this targets populations that have made, targets is the wrong word, but this affects disproportionately populations that have made bad choices. And I hope this causes a reckoning, yeah. an internal reconsideration of the way that they've come to understand yes. the reality. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're Christian. That's what we're about. I consider us like the, I said it before, like the Taliban or Al-Qaeda. I do consider us that. We're technically the same thing. We are, just like they are hot fighting. I said it before, they're fighting a holy war. We are fighting a holy war for Christianity, for our race and for our people. That's what we're fighting for. This story comes from Axios.com. DC officer, it was clear the terrorists perceived themselves to be Christian. So this comes from DC Metropolitan Police Officer Daniel Hodges, um, who testified on Tuesday for the House Select Committee on the January 6th uh, terrorist attack on our Capitol. Um, And I want to read some of the things that he said. Um, The sea of people was punctuated throughout by flags, mostly variations of American flags and Trump flags. There was Gadsden flags. It was clear the terrorists perceived themselves to be Christian. I saw the Christian flag directly to my front, and another had, Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president. Another, Jesus is king. The, it is, it is not possible and not useful, and we shouldn't try to pull apart the white nationalist movement from the Christian nationalist movement. Right. They are one in the same. They're one in the same. You're right. Um, They are seeking, I think, to maintain their hold on American political power and American economic power. They know they're losing it day by day. All the data points this way. The feeling points this way. And they're backlash against that, it's Trump. Yeah. Trump, right. Trump, what did Trump speak to? People said like Trump spoke to the, you know, to the Rust Belt worker who was ignored. Trump spoke directly to white people who felt aggrieved at losing their sense of privilege. Yeah. 
in this country. 100%, 100%. It's a 100% reaction to an Obama presidency. Yeah. There's no way you can look at those 12 years in conjunction and and think anything else. Yeah. And 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 the the way that they came in and the way that they changed things around and the and the the vitriol they had for President Obama coming in and yeah. how much they wanted to change what he did just to just to make themselves feel like I showed that uppity. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, absolutely, that's man. what I did. That's what yep. I did. And there's and there was a glee in which they did that. There was a glee in which they 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 moved forward with that. And so this is and this is, and you're right, it's a hundred percent white evangelical. That's what it is. It's yep. white Christian, and that is and that is th- what permeates this group. And and you know, when you think about it, there's a lot of religious uh, arguments back in the day for slavery, right? There was a lot yeah. of religious arguments back in the day for segregation. I mean, there's religious arguments in the Bible for slavery. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that right. goes back. That goes back. But <laughs> that's no, OG. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's fucking. That's the fucking prelude right there. Right? But seriously, yeah, uh-huh. you know, I'm talking about in in this country, many people used religious arguments to continue the acts of slavery and to fight against the abolitionist movement. The, the entire Jim Crow era, the yep. failures that, that happened in, uh, through the Reconstruction era, the um, fight against the civil rights movement yep. was in large part uh, aided by people who purposefully read the Bible in such a way as to give themselves justification it's always for their it's pre-existing races. 100%, 100% what it is. Yeah. And I am happy that this guy spent his time talking about terrorists. I'm glad he spent his time saying the word terrorist Me over too, and man. over and over and over again. That's and what I, they are. And, and, it's, and you watch these, these, uh, these fucking liars on, uh, on television. Laura Ingram was one of them. I don't know if you saw her this week where she, no. was, she was basically saying, oh, and the, uh, the award for best acting goes to, and she was talking, to these oh guys, talking about these guys. Fuck that woman. I, I mean, hate that this woman. Is, this is a woman who, you know, while it's, while it's people she don't like getting getting yep. beat up by the police is a hundred percent behind, you know, and when it's people that she, that she identifies with that fuck the police, she's a fuck the police yep. when it's people that she identifies. Man, with. all these fucking people are like this. And this Chris, this, this guy, Chris Hodges, he says inexplicably, these guys were carrying, you know, the fucking blue line the flag blue line flag. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. the same time that they were attacking yeah. the police, yeah. there's no internal consistency. No. This is not, and it never was about a sense of of ideals or policies or yeah. any, this but, is this is about the maintenance of power yeah. at any cost. Yeah. And anti Black Lives Matter is a racist. That's right. what it is. It's about yes. racism. Absolutely, it's always about racism. It's always trying to attack the the movement because it has black people in it. Man, I sent you a story earlier this week that like, or maybe it was even last week, but it, I mean, I read it Cecil and I was fucking seething. And I was seething because it was a, it was an examination of, of the various um, uh, excuses, I guess, that were being given about why the January 6th terrorists did what they did. And they came up with every fucking thing in the book. Like, that. The, oh, it was the first time they ever did something and they were caught up in a moment and, you know, they were, they were a good family man and all this stuff. And I read it and I was, my fucking blood was boiling because those same motherfuckers, those exact same motherfuckers who were like, look, my guy shouldn't be judged on the actions of his worst day. 
the fuck you think they think that about George Floyd? Yeah. You think they say the same thing about Trayvon Martin? You think they said the same thing about however many that name the fucking person of color that was fucking murdered in this country or thrown into jail unjustly. Yeah. And they fucking besmirch those people. They find they everything they them. can. They find, yep. they dig up everything, everything. they can. Yep. They had a fucking, they, they, they took their dog off a lead in a yep. park once and that'll come up on Twitter. It, it, these guys look so favorably on their own in-group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that, oh, don't judge me on my worst day. You know, that's the justice system. Yeah. The justice system judges you they, it's not like you go to the judge and every, you know, hey, today I didn't break any laws, judge. Okay, well, that's one merit in your good point. Yeah, when you get a right. hundred of these, you can yeah. break a minor law. Sure, sure. When you get a thousand of them, yeah. you can break, you get a free felony yeah. at the fucking felony bank. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah, no, you're, if you're white, you get a free felony. Right. That's yeah, yeah, no shit, right? It is actually how it works, you know? <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the fucking bullshit and it is such a fucking transparent yeah double standard. It's, I read it and I was like, I can't fucking believe unreal. what I'm it's reading. It's unreal, but it's always, it's a constant bit of hypocrisy. Right. And I'm glad that someone's, I mean, even though it's, it's, it's making the, the far right livid and they're right. upset now, but you know, in the future when they're crying crocodile tears, because we're out there protesting and they're crying crocodile tears because somebody marched and, and the police got in the way and they and they got pushed back or whatever. Right. And they're going to cry crocodile tears. You're you're a bullshitter. You're bullshit. a fucking liar. Absolute you're bullshit. You're a liar. Guys, I had an idea. Let's do something fancy. You deserve the best. So let's do a microphone shootout. Let's go. Let's determine once and for all which mic is the best mic for savings. And SM7B, when you go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. Let's move on to a U87. And you get six free spicy movies. An RCA44. And when you do, you get a free gift for you, a free gift for them, and a free gift you'll both enjoy. A 414 plus free shipping. Telefunken 251E. Adam and Eve has thousands of products that'll make you feel good. Make sure to use code GLORY at adamandeve.com. 57 handheld. Uh, remember to go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY. And now for the mic that I use during the Thursday live streams. Go to adamandeve.com, use code GLORY. Saving never felt so good. In, like in the butt. And, but you're saving money. Okay, saving yourself for... 50% off. All right. All the mics. Make sure to go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY at checkout for butt stuff. Woo! Dear Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual I totally resent and could that. Have and if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. We haven't had Dave Coach. Doc Coach. Not a coach. Dobbenmeyer on the show in a long time. But he's saying that Dr. Fauci is an emissary of the devil sent to destroy Christians. Huh. So I, I actually, Cecil, before you read this, I, I want to give guy, I want to give people a little bit of background because there's something in this article that I didn't know about Dave. So Dave is evidently a big believer in something called the Book of Giants, which is an apocryphal biblical book, supposedly written by prophet Enoch, that purports to explain why God had to destroy the earth with Noah's flood. 
According to the book of Giants, angels in rebellion against God had mated with human women, creating a race of giants known as the Nephilim, who were so wicked that God had no choice but to destroy the world. Caliente. This is a guy okay. who believes in the historical existence of a race of half human, half angel, half angel evil giants. The Nephilim, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I I have a Pornhub page de dedicated to the Nephilim. Okay, Nephilim we all sex. do, but we don't. I mean, it's by fantasy. the way, by the way, send Ian your links to Nephilim sex. I'm sure he'll want absolutely. Them. That's, that's Ian at DissonancePod.com. <laughs> Uh, just you know, fan arts appreciated. Yeah, he loves he loves angel nephilim sex. He's a it's huge great. fan. You know yeah. your your fan fiction of it. Uh, if you want to narrate it, uh, sound effects included. He's, he'll love it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's. I, I just mean, wanted to read how thing, crazy. Though, that here's is. the thing, though. Like, how much crazier is that than the regular Bible? Because it's not. I, I know because it's, it's just not, like because there's like a fucking snake that's like, hey, bro, you want an apple? <laughs> I mean, there's a talking donkey. That there's is fucking true. pigs and fucking going crazy. There's there's locusts with armor. There's there's you all, got there's me. You got me. with more horns than heads. The the Bible is less just horns than heads. Rough. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't, yeah, they're not enough horns. That they just, didn't go to the horns. You got <laughs> the guy. Just you know, it's yeah. like it's like a bee with a sword or yeah, whatever. Exactly. It's just, a fucking tiny yeah. armored locust. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Holy shit! I mean, yeah. the Bible is. I mean, is fucking bonkers. But then when you're like. Man, you know, the Bible, it's crazy. Yeah. But I'll take the thing that got kicked out of the Bible. Right. There's there's some stuff that's that's apocryphal that they've they've from old timey times where you think, okay, so there's a bunch of fucking old bearded dudes being like, that's just too crazy. Right. That's what I mean. Get it's out like, here. that's just are, too crazy. Sorry, like, we can't that's have, a bridge too far. Yeah, man, Make we, them curse a fig tree. We can't have the hot women fucking angels. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of story is that? Oh, God. You know, there's some old monk, though, drawing pictures of that, oh, dirty yeah. pictures of that's that. That's where it all started. All right. So, what if I was really so, big? Yeah. Like, what if I had a giant? I will say giantess porn seems like something that would be pretty cool. You know, giantess porn. Giant, remember when Heath was talking about I this? I remember that. We're just like talking like, like the forced perspective forced perspective to make it look right. like the women are yeah. bigger than the guys. When, I remember watching a, a, a documentary Wait, about I like, you're going to say something else. Spoke porn. <laughs> no, it was really funny. It was like, but like there was a whole thing where like people like hire a porn actress or actor or whatever is your taste. And they're like, I want this very specific, like bespoke sure. yeah, porn, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right? And so like one of the things that this person paid for was giantess. So this person, they forced perspective, like a whole village and somebody like stomped <laughs> around on the village, like Godzilla. And I shit. love it. I love it. That's somebody who's like jerking off to that's, Mothra and is like, that's my jam. That's someone whose pants are on their ankles and they're having a good time, right? right. They got a big smile on their that's, face. That's, you know what I mean? They're having, the, there's, there's, they're having yeah, a they're, ball. They're having, <laughs> they might have two. You know, who knows? Go to adamandeve.com and you can get have your giantess ball. You can <laughs> get your giantess board. You get your jollies off. Do what you want with your balls you at adamandeve.com yeah, at a Gloria checkout. Gloria checkout. Uh, all right, so I'm going to play Dave. This is Dave just fucking fuming about Giants. So here we go. And it's not the San Francisco Giants. It's different Giants. Here we go. Friends, as it was in the day of Noah. <laughs> Why did he start so weird? Friends! Friends! <laughs> as it was in the day of Noah! <laughs> he starts so weird. Hold uh, on, I got to go back. Tom. It just sounds so weird. Friends, as it was in the day of Noah... So shall it be at the coming of son of man. And if Dr. Sherry Tinpenny was here, what she what would she tell us? That this jab is mixing and melting and working and screwing up 
your DNA. Wait a minute. Already, Cecil, it's melting my it's DNA. Melting your DNA, Tom. Yeah. Like, like the fucking RoboCop like guy a, in the fucking toxic like sludge. Like a hot day in an ice cream cone. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what. It's maybe it could be melted cheese, like on a quesadilla or a tostada. Oh, I don't want a quesadilla. Right? Sounds good. It does sound good. Melty. Melty cheese on like a good oh. pizza. Not a New York style one, but okay, a good a pizza. A good pizza. No, I got pizza. you. Yeah, yeah, we already yeah. knew where to exclude yeah. immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. So in Detroit. Melty. Melty could mean melty, a lot of Melty, melty sure. DNA. Yeah. Melty DNA. I think that's good. I'd, one time I want to ask one of these people, like, tell me what you think I DNA is. fucking want to just put them, I want to put them tell on. tell me what you think DNA is? I just want is. them to be in a room without a phone. Right. And just look them in the face and tell me what DNA is. I want to do the same thing with the people who have objections to vaccines. Yeah. Look, be in a room without a phone, be in a room without another person you can look to. Just look me in the face and be like, what is wrong? What's wrong with the vaccine? What do you think the vaccine's going to do to yeah. you? What do you think? Because- you know they're going to say some crazy shit. Right. You know that you're in for a fucking ride. Yep. What do you like? What do you think messenger RNA? Yeah. Does. What do you think that is? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what RNA stands for? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm, maybe you ought to reconsider your vehemently held position. Well, and 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 this is one of the things that they do, and they do it in their Bible all the time, where they pick and choose, right? Right. So they'll find something that they know that they can use as a weapon to try to convince you. Right. It's a rhetorical device to try to say something quickly to, to make it sound like they know what they're talking yeah. about, right? I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be forceful and say what I'm, I'm going to use technical terms, even though DNA is a fucking ridiculously untechnical term. At this but point, it should it be. It should be. But, you know, it, he's going to try to say things that make you think that he knows what he's talking about. And then he's going to, he's going to try to convince you otherwise. I remember getting into a conversation about somebody who didn't want to have the vaccine and they said, well, yeah, it's, it's for experimental use only or for emergency use only. And they they thought that that was the that was the thing that got them to discard it to say well I don't, I'm not going to use it because it's it, yeah. it's emergency use I of course why would I use it if it's a emergency use and my reaction to that should be well yeah of course I mean yeah why it's emergency right. use oh yeah emergency use well who wants some yeah, emergency I would use? only use that in the middle yeah. of an emergency well, I mean, why, if it, if the vaccine doesn't come with a little hammer behind glass why on <laughs> earth would I use it. Also, people are dying. 600,000 people are dying. That's not an emergency. Same thing that was going on before the- Hold on. Did somebody just fucking Somebody did him? just somebody, blurp in. Somebody boomed him. Hold on a second. Like, like he just dropped a truth bomb on Melting us. Hold on. and working and screwing up your DNA. The same Boom. thing that was going on- <laughs> Somebody boomed. Somebody boomed him. Who's got an off-screen boomer? Who's got an off-screen like somebody who's on the side like Triple H doing the thing where they go right around their groin. Oh, they, the crotch the shot. The chop to their groin yeah. where they're like, boom. That's crotch what he shot. Did. Just totally 100%. Before the days of Noah, the exact same thing. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the coming of the Son of Man. What could that even mean? He's so mad about it. They always, I mean, there's so many innuendos in the coming of the son of man. There's no other way to say that. There's no other way to say the coming of the son of man. You know, and it's, I hope not. I, they constantly do this where I always, I always think, are there people in that audience that are like, he's a coming. He's a I will, coming. Cecil, I will admit every time I drive past a salon or a spa and it says like, facials, $49. <laughs> I'm like, do I pay... You Ford or 
Maybe you should. Tom's just, Tom's just wiping it out of his beard for a day afterwards. You gotta use cold water, Tom. Cold water gets that out of beard. What here. makes you think I want it out? <laughs> you can't take my fucking beardsicle trophy. Beardsicle? <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Amen, Dr. Fauci. Oh, God, he does. He does. He has. He has. He's got, got an offstage boomer lackey. He's got like a fucking hype man on yep. the side over here. Hold on. Noah, so shall it be Noah. the coming of the son of man. Dr. Amen, Fauci. Coach. Dr. Amen. Fauci Amen. is an, ad, an emissary of the devil, folks. Not just the devil that you see on Halloween. Not just a guy who dress up in a suit. He is an emissary of Beelzebub himself, sent to deceive and destroy the seed of Christ. Okay, again. God, he's so worked up. Again, seed of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't hear that stuff. I know. I can't hear that stuff and not think, Jesus, did you fucking hear you? Yeah, I, I, you're gross, dude. Like, you're... Mm. This is a pervy religion. I wonder got. if the seed of Christ, if he shoots it, does it skip on water? He can't do it in the he can't do it in the shower stall because it's just bouncing all over. It's like a fucking <laughs> it's like a stray bullet in an action movie. It's like pew 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 pew. If you get impregnated with the seed of Christ, it's always twins because it's <laughs> fruitful and multiplies. <laughs> Coach is so angry about all this, but again. This guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. No. He's one of these no. fuckers who's got a platform, who has no idea what he's talking about, and he's scaring people away from the vaccine. Now, granted, I don't know how many fucking people watch this fucking guy, but, you know, this is not an uncommon thought. And no, we hear no, this all no, the no. time where yep. people are like, hey, man, this guy doesn't have any followers. Why do you play him? This isn't an uncommon thought. The idea, we talked earlier that that a quarter of white Christians were not going to get the fuck, a quarter of white evangelicals were not going to get the fucking yep. jab. So this is not an uncommon thought. Do some of these people think exactly what he thinks. Yeah, that it's going to melt your DNA. If your DNA melts, you're dead immediately. Yeah, that you. Yeah, that's like that's if like you're staring at the elephant right, foot in fucking right. Chernobyl. Wait, wait, yes, exactly. Like yeah. if your DNA stops doing its DNA stuff, you're like, yeah. well, guess I'm in for multiple organ system failure pretty yeah. soon. Sure, yeah. Like yeah. that's like fucking yeah. what? Wait, you wouldn't have three hundred million people who've gotten a fucking jet. A billion people have gotten a shot globally at this point. Wow, which is which is a drop in the fucking bucket. There's seven billion of us. It's nothing. We're way behind what we need to be. But 48% of Americans are fully vaccinated. 48% of the total population, it's 328 million people live in America. More than that have received a single dose. I think we've delivered something like 300 million doses in America. Nobody's melted yet. Nobody. People are fine. That's the thing is like with these people who have this reservation against the vaccine and then they're saying, awful vehement shit that is just terrible. They're talking about like how it's going to kill you or hurt you. And you're just like, point to the guy that this happened I know. to. Just point in the crowd somewhere yep. where this happened. You yep. know, what the fuck? Yep. And, and, and the problem is that there's no proof necessary. They no, don't need no. it. No, because the goal is not to be right. The goal is to make it scary, right? Yeah. The goal is, and I, and I, and I get why that works because Every moment of your life is a moment you're thinking about right now. And right now in your right now in our studio, I feel safe right now, right? I don't think right now in this moment that there's going to be a COVID to get me, right? And so if I can always misjudge my risk by sort of uh, 
assessing risk on a too um, microscopic basis rather than assessing risk on a sort of global or timescale basis, right? I know that I have probably been exposed or will be exposed to COVID and Delta. And that's why I get vaccinated. But in this moment right here in this five minutes, I feel safe from COVID, right? So if they can get you to misjudge the risk yeah. by making yeah. you think that the vaccine, which I have to actively go get, even though it's relatively simple in most places, I have to actively go get this thing versus COVID, which, well, it's not here right now. Yeah, I don't think I've got it right now. Right now, I feel not sick. Right now, I feel safe. Yeah. Why am I going to do something that coach says or my pastor says or this other fucking idiot on Fox says is going to mess with my DNA? You know, I didn't do that well in science, but that sounds scary. It sounds scary. That sounds scary. And I don't feel sick right now. Yeah. And that's our, that's our um, mismanagement of how risk works. That's sure. just part of the that's human That's how animal. we do it. Yeah. We're bad at managing risk. We're bad risk. at it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're constantly bad at managing risk. You know, I, I drive past near my house, Cecil, there's a uh, great big inflatable sheep that's appeared over the last few days. And it has something like, it's, it says like Matthew 24, two or something. And then it, it says like, don't be a sheep. And it's an anti-mask, anti-vaccine. And it's huge. And like a bunch of fucking loonies have it on this like parcel of land. And, you know, on it as a banner, it says 99% survival rate. And I thought, that's not great odds. Yeah. You just don't understand great. Like you don't understand odds. Like, if I got yeah. in my car and there was a 1% chance that I got, I was going to get in a fucking car accident and die. I'd be like, fuck my car. I'm not getting in my, there's a 1% chance yeah. I'm going to die. 1% is Dude, I went bungee jumping and it was safer than yeah. that. Fucking A. Fucking A. And you know, the other thing too is we're in a giant fucking theater right now. And there's so many people screaming fire. Yeah, man. And there's a, uh, and they're, and they got megaphones and there's, they're all screaming. You know, some of them have different messages. They might have a different message and they might have a different bent and they might have a different angle, but they're all screaming fire in some way. Yep. And we aren't able to do anything to stop it. We all, all we get to do is watch them panic a group of already very panic, per, panic prone people. Yep. And watch them not, you know, and in this case, watch them make them, uh, 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 watch them convince them about inaction. Make sure, yeah. make them, make them enact, right? Make them, make them immobile. Make them not do the thing that yeah. they should be doing. They are using this as a way to stop them from protecting themselves. And we're able, we're watching it happen. And I don't know how to fix it, right? I don't know what we can yeah. do besides, you know, like some really harsh sort of, you know, I don't know, authoritarian measures that would maybe slow down that information. Yeah. But it is, it is disheartening to watch us just let us scream, let these people scream, knowing that they're saying false, incorrect things, and then just let them do it. You know what I, you know what I think? And I, I was thinking about this this week. I think that if after the end of the summer, if you, if you demonstrably refuse to take the vaccine, I think your health insurance should not cover you if you get COVID. Yeah. I don't think you should lose your insurance, but I think your health insurance should not cover you for COVID-related illnesses if you chose not to get the vaccine. I think we need to get to a point where you just have to say, anyone can opt out, right? I'm opting out of the vaccine. Great, you're opting out of the vaccine, you get sick, that's entirely on you. Yeah. I think that would wake some fucking people up. 
especially with our with our medical system right. here in the country. That'll know? wake some fucking yeah. people the, up. It only works in America because every other civilized country, right. it doesn't matter. But, yeah, and I don't know, yeah. you know, I think life insurance companies should refuse to cover and drop coverage on anybody who does not get the vaccine. Why in the world would a life insurance company continue a policy? We need to do some things to make it real fucking painfully inconvenient. And I don't mean inconvenient like I can't go on my family vacation. We should have that too. But I mean inconvenient like I could lose everything. Yeah, I could, I could lose, go bankrupt. Yeah. I think that I, I think could ruin my estate and my family once inheritance. They, once they start with this, uh, with it being passed as a, you know, in a, in it's past that point of it being emergency, emergency use, use. Yeah. and they finally pass it through the FDA. Companies can hundred yep. percent just say, "Yeah, you have to get vaccinated." There's plenty of there's plenty of jobs in this country you have to be vaccinated for the measles for. You have to prove it. Yeah, you know, you want to be in, you want to hang around kids in a in a daycare. Most, I, I imagine, most daycares would require you to be vaccinated for several different things. You can't just walk in and be unvaccinated around a bunch of people's unless children. it's a religious daycare, sure. right? I which mean, we know, but, but of course, I'm saying like a, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about responsible ones. Right. Yeah, you know, I know, <laughs> I know, but, but I have to point you, out that you, have to, you absolutely, yeah. but 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 you know there is this there is a thing that can make it can make it very inconvenient for you. Yeah. And I think it should make it very inconvenient for you. I work in higher ed and they're making everybody get vaccinated. And if you come in and say no, if you say no, I yep. don't want to get vaccinated, they make you test like every single day. They're going to jam that fucking thing in your nose every fucking day. They're going to you're going to come in and they're going to fucking rapid test and you. And I think they should make every you pay fucking for fucking day. Every fucking day you come in, sorry, we're going to have to rapid test you again today. We got to rapid test you again today. We got to rapid Good. test again you and they're going to do it. I think it might not be every day, it might be every week or whatever, but still they have to rapid test them all the time. And I hope it fucking hurts. I yeah. hope it I hope it's uncomfortable every single day and you finally go, "Fuck, this thing is fucking like poking on my fucking eyeball right. every day." Yeah. I'm just going to go get a shot. I just I if you if if somebody told me they were unvaccinated at my work, I wouldn't even speak to them again. I would be like, "I'm never speaking yeah. to you again. You're an awful person." I I I've been I I've been thinking about this and I I really think and I I I, I am at that place where if you are anti-vax at this point, if you're I, like this, I, I have a no quarter for bigots policy yeah. and have for a long time. I have the same thing for anti-vax, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a, like you're willing yeah. to put other people's lives at risk. You're a selfish fucking person. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I do not watch TV. I don't watch truthers. I don't watch the internet. I do not e really even read books. So we read the second chapter of Demon Hunter World, Science and Hope. Uh, wait, wait, we were supposed to read that? You read it out loud. <laughs> uh, and I still forgot it. No. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, this chapter is really about the scientific method, how important the scientific method is, the importance of understanding that science is the best thing we have right. to understanding reality. Everything that we know, we, we understand correctly through science. There's other means to try to understand stuff, but he has great quotes in here, especially about religion, How and I'll read one a little later, but essentially it's it's saying, look, you know, fucking other, other systems try to understand the world, but none are as as, as accurate as science. And like, one, of the, one of the biggest takeaways from this chapter, and one of the biggest things that um, I kept thinking about and coming back to as I was reading and kind of mulling it over, is science is the only system of thinking we have that has built-in error-correcting yeah, machinery, right? Yeah, he right? touches on it a lot. And, you know, when you think about other sort of um, disciplines that attempt to understand the world, and there's many, right? So there's religion, that's one. Sure. But, you know, philosophy is another attempt, right? And it's sort of the precursor to science in, in many ways, right? But nothing else takes an idea and then 
has a method for running it through the ringer, sure. right? And then a predilection and a desire and a sort of glee for overturning um, really vaunted, beloved ideas. Sure, and, sure. and one of the examples he gives is, you know, Einstein's theory of general relativity in some ways overturns Newtonian yeah, physics, some of it, right? When, it, when, when things get like, weird. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when these circumstances are at yeah. play, all of a sudden, these laws, these sort of laws of nature no longer apply. And if you are a scientist and you discover that I have a way to break general relativity, that's not a bad thing, right? And yeah. it's the only system of thinking I can imagine or that, that we have or that I'm aware of that not only encourages that, but rewards that. And it rewards it for one simple reason, because it always aims to get us closer to what's true. Right. Not, it, it it has no idea. Like, I I love Einstein. He's a great guy. Fucking who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter who the What gets is. us yeah. closer yeah. to true? Yeah. That we need that, yeah. man. If we've ever needed something more than that, I can't imagine what it is. It's it's fucking vital. And I and I I keep thinking too, how important was this back when your ability to interact with the world was limited to your 40 acres? Well, you know, if you got some shit wrong, eh. Not that big a deal, right? But now look at how much impact one person can have. Sure. Right? One human being right now, and we're in the we're in our second gilded age. One human being can have a massive impact, not just on their local 40 acres, but I mean, and it's not a stretch on the world. On the world, absolutely. Yeah. We have a responsibility. Like that that kicks the fucking stakes up. Sure. To getting reality. Sure, right? sure. You know, one of the things that that is true about science too, and 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 science criticism is that they also don't take no shit, right? So like you come in and say, Well, I wanna, I wanna upturn, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the sheer strutting in saying, I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna upturn Einstein relativity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in and do that. And they will fucking shut you down if you don't have the proof, right? right? And people try this. There's a, you know, there's, there's so many people out there that say Einstein got it wrong. And then they'll, they'll present something. And these are almost always people that are not, they're not the scientists, right? These are, these are, these, these are, are crackpots, right? Yeah. But they'll come in right. and they'll be like, yeah. And they're like, no, you just, you just don't understand the math. You just don't understand the science. You just don't understand it. That doesn't mean it's not true. It just yeah. means your understanding doesn't grasp it. And so, but there's, there's a, there is, you know, it's entrenched, but it's not completely, it's, it, it still is vulnerable, right? It's entrenched in the sense that it will stop all the people who don't have facts from stop from overturning right. it. But if if there is something that we discover and there's always new discoveries, it could be overturned. Well, that's, it could that's, be changed. That's great. That's a great point because the ruthlessness of adherence to fact and adherence to data and adherence to observation and repetition is the thing that prevents science, unlike anything else, from falling prey yeah. to that cult sure. of personality. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There's no Trump of science. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can't come in and 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 just claim something and make it and make it so. It's Science has so. no gurus. It doesn't it? Doesn't right? Yeah. You know, it's got people that understand it well and people who communicate well. And I think, you know, Carl Sagan was certainly a, a science idol or something. You know, I right. guess I don't know what you'd call him, like a science personality or something. But you know, he he could be just as wrong as anybody else. Sure. Um, I want to read one, and this is this is something we touched on beforehand uh, before we started talking about this. But I want to read this because um, this is very prescient. I have a foreboding in America in my children's or grandchildren's time 
When the United States is a service and information economy, when nearly all the manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of the very few, and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues, when the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas, or knowledgeably question those in authority when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes are critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide almost without noticing back into superstition and darkness. How fucking prescient is that in 19? And you know, like this is the birth of the internet, right? Yeah. Like, so this is, this is, this book's coming out before the internet is really like, it's not the really thing, a, a, right. It's yeah. you know that YouTube isn't created yeah. yet. There's Google nothing is, ubiquitous. Yet I think it. starting yeah. at this point, but there's nothing like. I mean, you've got AOL chat rooms. Right. You've got a few things here and there, but you know, I, I I like to remember that you know the day the twin towers collapsed, I went to AOL to find out what happened. Right. So 2001, well, I'm still using AOL for crying out loud. So like, you've got to understand that there is a you know there there's there's this feeling that he has back then before any of this other stuff that, you know, the internet yeah. has spread this ignorance, even back then he was, he was cautious. I, uh, I read that both out loud and then listened to it. Yeah. And both times it absolutely gutted me. Yeah. Man. It fucking just ripped. It just fucking gutted me. Yeah. Because it, it's sort of the, one of those, like, I fucking told you so. And you did yep. it anyway. Yep. Like we are a world that has been told not to do this. and Like, we're locking our keys in the fucking car. Yeah, we're watching it happen. Yep. Watching it happen. There's another one here. He says, we've arranged a global civilization in which most crucial elements profoundly depend on science and technology. We have also arranged things so that almost no one understands science and technology. This is a prescription for disaster. We might get away with it for a while, but sooner or later, this combustible mixture of ignorance and power is going to blow up in our faces, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have, you know, I, we have no scientifically literate Congress people. Right. Or if we have, I mean, I don't want to say, maybe there's a handful. Right. But, but it is a, they're it is a fucking fraction. snowballs into the fucking, they're talking yeah, about snowballs right. on the floor. They're talking about internet. It's our big truck. They don't fucking know They don't know, know what's happening. Yeah. The people who make all the decisions, they, they, <laughs> They either know a tremendous amount and leverage their knowledge against the rest of us, yeah, right? The, right, billion, right. the sure. mega billionaires, yeah, right. you know, or the lawmakers yeah, who know nothing. Sure. They know nothing. Sure. There's another one. I got to read this other one. I love this one. Science invites us to let the facts in even when they don't conform to our preconceptions. When we are self-indulgent and uncritical, when we confuse hope and facts, we slide into pseudoscience and superstition. That's how we fail yep. if we don't examine ourselves. You know, it it also as you're as you're talking, we have to understand too the difference between facts and opinion. Right. And some things, you know, we it is not an opinion. Um, anything that can be tested scientifically has nothing to do with an opinion. Sure. You're not mistaken, you're just wrong. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And science is the way to know whether you're right or wrong. Yes. And science is the way, really, I mean. When you when you get into a conversation, I mean, could anything draw this into sharper contrast than the pandemic? Right, right. right. You know, uh, I was on a call today, Cecil, and and a couple of people on the call today said, "God, I'm just so done with masks in this pandemic." And I and I thought, what does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, that, sure, like, you can be it, done with it, like, but you're not going to stop doing it. Are you stupid? Right. Well, I mean, they 
kind of want to, right? Because they are letting their hopes, yeah. right? From that Carl Sagan quote, right? They are letting their hopes get in the way of the facts. Yes. What they want to be true is clouding their ability to see what is actually true. Sure. The data right now could not be more clear, right? And their ability to see and respond to data is absolutely clouded by their desire for a thing to right, be true, for right. their hope for they something want, to, be true. Want it to be true. And that's so human. Yeah. That's so human. And the thing that we have, the, the, the method that we have to guard ourselves against, to be frank, our own humanity, yeah. is the inhumanity and ruthlessness of science. Yeah. And the confirmation bias is something that's, it's, it's, it can bite us all, right? It can bite yep. us all. And you can, you can certainly go out there and seek every single little study out there that matches your particular perspective and push away the other studies that, that chip away mm -hmm. at the idea that you have. And I, I've seen it happen constantly. And I've seen people dig their feet in yeah. and fight. Uh, but, you know, one of the things is like, it, like you were saying, if, if, if there's nothing there, you're not even, it's not even that it's confirmation bias anymore. It's just bias, right? right? It's like it's like you don't have anything that's supporting this. You just don't like vaccines. You just something in your gut tells you you don't yep. want to get this thing. Yep. That's not anything. That's yep. your stupid fucking gut, man. Yep. That's not anything. And you can't make decisions based on whim. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If the question is which Ben and Jerry's flavor is best, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that can never be yeah. tested. Sure. That's an opinion yeah. issue, right? Yeah. And that, that might be fun to bandy, bandy about. But, you know, if the question is, do masks help stop the spread of a respiratory virus, then we can run a test. Yeah. And then and we, we have. Can rely, <laughs> yeah, we have. And we can rely upon yeah. that test and repeat yeah. it. We can run it through the ringer, yeah. right? Anything that can fit in that machine, yeah. we should fit in that machine. Yeah. If you can put it in the big machine of science, yeah. then it, it then it is not an opinion question. Yeah. And we have to learn to make that differentiation in ourselves and realize, yeah, look, all opinions are equal. Like if you tell me like you like Cherry sure. Garcia like, better oh, than yeah. Chubby Hubby, yeah, fine. Like there's that is a one to one just, ratio. There's right? nothing. That, there's nothing. You can't yeah. be wrong about that. right. And and also Cherry Garcia is best. It's but better. But it yeah. just is. It just is. But and okay, we could put that through the machine. Yeah, but I should have picked something. Yeah, different. Pick right. something else. Pick something with a less obvious answer right. next time, Tom. But if you can fucking science fair this yeah. shit, yeah. then that's not yeah. an opinion, right? And right. that's not democratic right. anymore, right. right? This isn't up for a fucking vote. Yeah. So I want to talk about this last quote, the, the story, the, the, the chapter itself, like I said, is sort of this love affair. It's a love note to science. Most of this and most of this book will be. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a, there's a piece in here where he talks about spirituality that I absolutely love. And I want to read it. Science is not only compatible with spirituality. It is a profound source of spirituality. When we recognize our place in an immensity of light years and the passages of ages, when we grasp the intricacy, beauty, and subtlety of life, then that soaring feeling, that sense of elation and humility combined is purely spiritual. So are our emotions in the presence of great art or music and literature. The notion that science and spirituality are somehow mutually exclusive does a disservice to both. And I want to make sure I mention here that he's not talking about non-overlapping magisteria. Yeah. The idea that Right. Science belongs in one place and religion belongs in the other. He's not talking about that. He's talking about something else. He's talking about the feeling that people get when they finally understand something, when they finally know something. There's a, there's a bit of tape from Richard Feynman 
Richard Feynman was a a, a person who was uh, he was a personality, a science personality uh, before Carl Sagan was, like years before Carl Sagan was. And uh, he was recorded on one of these television shows where they were interviewing him. And he had said something like, I know how hard it is to know something. A lot of people don't know how hard it is to know something, but I understand the rigor and the difficulty to know something. There's a, there's a spirituality in that, right? There's a, there's a, there's a opening of yourself to realizing that you finally know something. You know, science provides us so many opportunities for wonder and awe. Yeah. Discovery. Yeah. What else? I mean, if you can't look at the findings of science and not even as, even as a non-scientist, right. And just look at the the general findings of science, knowing I don't know how to do that work. If you can't find wonder and awe in there, yeah. that's a moment to reflect on why. Yeah. Because yeah. there is so much to be had. Sure. I, you know, without a sense of religiosity, um, one of the criticisms that is sometimes leveled is, you know, don't you miss that? Don't you miss that element of sure. connection sure. or interconnectedness? Yeah. And I will say that sometimes I do wonder about or miss the social connection that some people seem to have. Sure, yeah. But I have no less sense of wonder or awe. Right. I would put my sense of wonder and awe against anybody yeah. with their conception of heaven and hell. Sure, absolutely. Which seems so much smaller. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I feel the same way when I when I hear about anything that in and there's there's so many different science stories that really genuinely give me chills, right? Yeah. You know? Uh Carl Sagan does this beautiful, and it's not in this book, but he does this beautiful little essay on the pale blue dot. I get get chills every time I hear it. It's absolutely stunning and beautiful. And it's when Voyager went away, when Voyager finally left the solar system, it turned back one last time. There was a fight whether or not they were going to turn it around. Right, I remember They finally turn it around and they take one photo of our solar system of the earth and the sun. And the sun looks like a star. It's Mm -hmm. tiny. The, the earth is literally one pixel and they have to point to it with a fucking giant arrow. <laughs> I remember this. And yep. it's just this giant vast sea of blackness and one pixel. And he talks about, you know, it's a beautiful quote. I'm not even going to try to give, I'm not even going to try to try to ad lib it, right? Because right. it's just too beautiful. Go look it up. Pale blue dot quote, Carl Sagan. It's absolutely stunning. But he, you know, that is one of those things. Every time I hear it, I, I get chills because it's amazing. Right. And that I think is, you know, that's what I think. I think he's getting at when he talks about things like that. You know, like putting yourself into perspective. You know, what is, what is, you know, spirituality if it's an understanding and perspective. Right. And so that's, uh, that's what it, 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 it centers you, you know. Yeah, it and, does. Yeah, and It yeah. does. And it, it offers a sense of fucking perspective. Perspective, man. yeah. So next time we are going to be reading chapter three, The Man in the Moon and the Face on Mars. So if you haven't bought the book yet, I know people can, are talking about where they could buy it. There's plenty of ways you could get this book. Uh, you can buy it from like, I think Barnes and Noble and other places. You can get it on, on Kindle. You can get it on, on Audible. There's plenty of ways to get it. Join us for the next, the next chapter. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, George, Degenerate Doggerel, Joseph, Mike, Michael, Kier, Quantum Soul Juicer, Mundor Q, Carminia. Carminia. 
Caramia, pardon me, Caramia, <laughs> up their pledges, Napoleon Blown Apart. Napoleon is, Blown Apart is amazing. Which is a genuinely amazing name. Um, I think Caramia, I think I'm hoping that's from Adam's family. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, what that's maybe, from. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, so thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. Uh, we try to give patrons a lot of extras. Yeah. Uh, Tom writes uh, letters to his boys, and these are heartfelt letters that are uh, written from a father's perspective to his boys, and they're really wonderful, and they're really great little pieces of advice that he's giving to his children. And he's writing them in a blog, and he's reading them, and he's passing them out to patrons, and they're really great. They're really great little little short bits of audio that we're, we're just giving to patrons. Yep. Tom had taken a little bit of time off because we have a special project that we're working on, but uh, but they, Tom started recording them again. So uh, so patrons are getting them and patrons are getting them in their, in their podcast feed. Uh, patrons are also getting uh, Demon Haunted World. Tom's reading that in our podcast feed. So patrons get a little extra. We also put the live stream. Every week we do a live stream, 9 p.m. Central, and that goes into the patron audio feed. So they get that as well. So uh, so go to Patreon and become a patron. Got a bunch of messages about Demon Hunter World. We're going to hopefully encourage a little more discussion on Patreon. We're going to create, uh, I think next week, we're going to try to create a post so people can post their, their reactions to the chapter. And we're going to put that up a little early so Tom and I can actually read it before we do our book review next yeah. time. So uh, So patrons, look out for that thread. Uh, coming up on, you know, maybe next Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, but we got a bunch of messages about uh, about Demon Haunted World. Uh, some really great stuff. We read them all and we'll start to incorporate them next week. I did want to mention though, that a lot of people are saying how to get it. So it's available on Audible. That's one way to get it. Um, but we got a message from Riva and Riva says, you know, you missed one really obvious way. Go to the library. Yeah, it's good, a that's great a, point. It's a great point. You can go to the library. Lots of, you know, every library is going to have it. And there's plenty, I'm sure there's plenty of libraries around you. You can go to one or two or three of them and I'm sure nobody's going to get it. So well, you can easily check it out for a while. And most libraries, if you, if your library doesn't have it, most libraries have interlibrary loan. Yeah. So you can request it. They'll have yeah. it shipped to your sure. library. Just give you a call when it's in. It's great. Don't I've some libraries, that. don't some libraries have Kindle collections too? They do. They, yeah. You, yeah. You can, you can, I've done this. I've done that. There's an app you can download from your, from many phones, depending on what system your library is in. You can just get, you can get audiobooks that way. You can get ebooks that way. Yeah, libraries have an insane amount of resources yeah. that, like, kind of nobody uses, nobody and uses. I don't know why. Yeah. And there are tons of them. So, yeah, absolutely. Audible also has it. Tom is reading it for patrons. And then there also are plenty of ways you can get it online. Uh, so uh, it's and and we we said that it wasn't in print because it's hard to get on Amazon, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not in print. It looked like somebody said sent from Barnes and Nobles this week has it for new copies are available. I don't know if they just you have, have to go like, in a time machine to get to, to a Barnes and Noble. Time, Tom to Barnes and Noble when they were a thing. There are still like three or four of them. There's one down the street, actually. I remember the first time I went to a Barnes and Noble Cecil and they have chairs yeah. at Barnes and Noble. And I was like, wow, you could just sit here and read the books. It's amazing, isn't it? And I was blown away. Blown away by I was that. Blown, yeah. And there was one like walking distance from the college I went to and I would go and sit in those chairs and nap. Yeah. All the time. All like, the time I'm going to yeah. go take a Barnes and Nobles nap. Yeah. <laughs> just go take That's a nap. Awesome. Smell Did the coffee from Starbucks yep. and just crash it's out. It's a great place to yeah. nap in I, school. I will say this too. Like what a cool idea for a store. I know that that sort of whole idea just went the way of the cool. dodo. Yeah. It's I gone loved now, it. but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a yeah. really great atmosphere and there's one nearby. So they do have it. And then, you know, I'm sure you can find it different places. You can buy it used. There's plenty of places to get this book. 
Um, it's a very popular book, and I'm sure you'll you know you'll find a way to get it if you want to if you want to participate with us. It's a worthwhile book to read. We're two chapters in right now, and we think it is absolutely worthwhile to read. Yep. This is from JJ, and JJ sent this message, and they're basically saying, "Look, QAnon is Christianity. It's linked to Christianity. It's just as crazy. It's got the same sort of weird prophetic stuff that's happening yep. in it." And here's the thing: all this stuff rhymes. All of it. Yep. Everything is connected. All I feel like that kid from fucking Always Sunny, but it's a hundred percent true. This is connected. Christianity is connected to QAnon. It plays on the same exact tropes, and it plays on the same exact logical fallacies and faults in human understanding. It does it. They do it all. Every single yep. one of these pseudosciences. Every single one of these. Uh, every single one of these conspiracy theories, they all play on the same thing. They 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 try to go after your 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 confirmation bias. They try to make you feel good. They try to make you feel like a hero. They try to make you feel like you're worthwhile and that you are the one that are that are that's protecting the world. Christianity does this all the time. QAnon does yep. this. It, it all plays into the same thing. Yep. There, it, it's look. It it's a different skin over the same shit. Yep. Every time. Hundred percent. So we got a message from D and D says, you know, I'm listening to this conspiracy theory episode and I wonder, you know, why don't the liberals do the same thing with the QAnon bozos are doing? Start their own conspiracy that is actually reality. Leak stuff that makes it seem like all this stuff is happening, but it's really just leaking reality. And I think one of the things that you're going to do, and I don't know how true this is, and this is just my opinion, but I think maybe if you trivialize reality, that's going to be a detriment more than a benefit. Yeah, I think, I think, more than trying to play the conspiracy game, even using reality, but sort of leaking it out in this sort of like dribs and drabs way, we need to just start calling people on their shit out loud. That's what needs that. We we need to insist upon reality. And we need, I think one of the things that we have to do is change our education system in this country and stop people that are backward thinking from controlling it. Absolutely. That is, that is 100% yes. where yep. we need to start. You need to yes. start young and you need to teach young children the wonder of the world, the wonder of reality, the wonder of thinking and the wonder of critical thought. Yep. We want to thank Fred for sending in beer that we drank on stream tonight. You catch oh, our streams thank you, Fred. Uh, 9 p.m. Central and we drank a uh, a... a wonderful bottle of beer from Primitive uh, that was absolutely wonderful. Beautiful, sour, delicious beer. Thank you, Fred, for sending it in. He sent it as a gift for Tom coming back to the studio, but it took a while to get here, and we want to thank Fred on the air specifically for sending in. Really wonderful yeah. gift. Honestly, Fred, this is outstanding, and this Primitive Brewing Company is going on my list. 100%. 100%. They are, they are awesome. That's money. That's awesome absolutely beer. money. Yep. Tom, so we got a message. This is about the Freedom Phone, but we, Tom, we wanted to read this because it's written very well. This is so great. He says, without further delay, I present to you none other than your good friend from crappy Christian films, Kevin Sorbo. He's made, shall we call it a Herculean effort. <laughs> clever. Terribly clever. On his Twitter to advertise the Freedom Phone. In keeping with this week's episode on QAnon, terrified boomers and right-wingers are posting that they're buying Man, it. Man, fuck. They are. And you yeah, know, like, it's, it's amazing though. It's a grift. It's an amazing grift. Total it's grift. a smart grift. Got a message from Heath's wow. Empty Scotch Bottles on Twi on Patreon, and they said, back when I would drive through Kentucky and Tennessee regularly, there was QAnon billboards along the, uh, the highway, professionally made real advertisement dollar billboards along the interstate. 
Wow. So they people have money people to spend. On people have money to spend on Q. Got a message from Stu and he says, if the feds had charged people for the vaccine, more people would have gotten it, right? And I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but I think I it's, a funny, it's joke. a funny joke. It's a funny joke, yeah. but I don't think so. I Maybe think, we don't value yeah. what we don't pay yeah, for yeah, here in America. You're right. You're you right. Know? I don't but know. I don't think so. I think no. I think 100%. There, you you, you know, have to make it free. The, the people the people that are on the margins in this country would have never, and then yeah. those are the working people. Those yep. are the people who are most likely to get it. They wouldn't have had well, an opportunity. And Biden today suggested uh, using some of the um, pandemic relief funds to give everybody $100 to take the vaccine. Yeah, man. Do it. Just whatever it fucking takes. Do it. So we got a message. This is from Kim. She says, I just took a picture in the supermarket in Montreal today. Made you think of you guys. Canadians love ketchup flavored things. And she took a picture oh. of ketchup flavored Cheetos, ketchup flavored fucking oh. Doritos. Seriously, I'm feel gagging. Ketchup flavored crispers, whatever that is. Oh. And mini ketchup. It looks like no. rice cakes, Tom. Oh my God. God damn it, Tom. No, I would, I would rather light my tongue on fire. I fucking, what the fuck is wrong with you Ugh. with eating this catch? We ate some of these fucking ketchup chips. They on were fuck, horrid. They were so bad. Like, honestly. Okay, so barbecue chips are normally sweet, a little sweet, but they have that sort of little bit of spicy in there and whatever. Yep. And I'm not a huge fan of barbecue chips, but I could eat I a could few. I could choke a few eat, down. I yeah. could eat a few barbecue chips. These I could not even eat. I no. I ate one and I was like, that is an un that's an unpleasant no. food. They're a just a sweet and like a vinegar. The sweet and weird Ugh. and terrible. I just fucking everything awful. about them was horrible. Fucking awful. Like, that was Jay who sent yeah. him in, and I will never forgive you, Jay. Yeah. It like it honestly, it, it, it's shudderingly bad. And anybody who sends, don't even send your message in because you're wrong. Just don't send it in. Just stop yourself. I know you're getting ready to type this no. out. I know you're psyching yourself out at your computer. No. You're wrong. Just admit you're wrong and stop. Just stop. Take a deep breath. Go eat your ketchup chips and don't send the message. Ketchup in. is for hamburgers and french fries. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the only That's reason it. the ketchup is. I can't think of another what reason. What else would you use ketchup for? I cannot for? think for an, another reason for it. I literally can't think of one. That's it. You might add a little bit to mayonnaise and relish to make Thousand Island. Yeah, okay. Like it, might, could yeah. be a, it could be a tiny bit of a, an ingredient, ingredient in something, in something else. Yeah. But to just... But on its own? Like That's to the only dip two something? That's no. literally the only two reasons. No. It's for fries. We got an image from Seth and he sent in a message and it's really <laughs> funny. funny. It's really funny. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. It's called Staying Alive is what he called it, Ian. So you can post that one. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, come check us out on our live streams, 9 p.m. Central, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we have a lot of fun on those live streams and you're going to want to check it out. This week we watched... Uh, Hippo's shitting. And so, I mean, like, <laughs> like, look, you cannot get quality That's content. You can't get quality content like that everywhere, guys. You can only get that through cognitive dissonance. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. 
expose your sides. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.